Hey, what's up, everybody? J5 here on another episode of J5 Getting Live. Wednesday, March 9th, 2022. How's everybody doing? It's been a, I think, I mean, it's been a crazy week. Um, last week on episode 8, we spoke about the MLB lockout. We're still locked out. The Knicks have won two in a row. The Nets uh, are starting to get things going. But the highlight of the last few days has been the fact that the NFL trade market, release market, free agency has all heated up. Things have been going crazy. And I said it last week in episode 8. I said, you know, baseball was making... A big mistake. They couldn't figure it out. And while they couldn't figure it out, other sports were going to figure it out. Um, you know, if you were paying attention to the NBA, LeBron dropped 56 on the Warriors the other night. Um, you know, the Nets had a crazy win last night against against the Hornets. They blew them out. Um, you know, Embiid and Nikola Jokic are going back and forth for the, uh, the NBA MVP. And then the NFL trade market is is heating up. I mean, and even the NHL, like we're getting ready to get to the deadline. Like the Rangers are are hot. They're surging in the standings at this point. Um, they had a rough loss last night. But like I said, there were going to be distractions to not worry about what was going on in the MLB. And, you know, even today you're hearing like John Heyman and Evan Drellich say like the players and the owners are still far apart, even though. The owners keep putting this rhetoric out there that they're close. Like, and and they've given a little bit, and the players are going to have to start start to give at some point. They're not going to get everything they want. Um, but what you keep seeing is kind of this back and forth where the, the NFL owners are saying, you know, or the MLB owners, I should say, are saying, like, yeah, like we're going to raise the, the CBT, um, you know, we'll do this, we'll do that. But then all of a sudden you hear like, oh, there's going to be an international player draft. And that's not the route the players want to go. We know that. So I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting at this point that, you know, yesterday, the last two days, the NFL has dominated the headlines, um, regardless of, of what you say. So, so yesterday, we kind of wake up to this news that, the Panthers are listening to offers on Christian McCaffrey, which they should be. They messed up by giving him a contract extension. Um, but their ask is like a one plus, which I can't believe that there would be teams out there that would be willing to pay that. Then we get Rogers, Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay. He gets a four-year, $200 million deal. Um, Pat McAfee announces it, which is, is crazy. He didn't announce the terms of the deal. And then, you know, you kind of see a couple hours later, Rogers comes out and he says, Hey, I'm so excited to be back, but I just want to clarify the deal that everybody's saying I signed, I didn't sign. So, you know, you don't know what to believe with that. But to me, all along, looking at the Rogers situation, and I'm looking at it as, as like a Giants fan, but also as like an NFL fan. If you're looking at it, you're saying, all right, where can Rodgers go where 
he's almost guaranteed to be a top two or three seed every year for the rest of his career. And, oh, by the way, like, what is he going to do? Where could he go? Where could he get the money he wants? Where are there going to be players? Because if a team is trading for him, like, what are they giving up? But looking at it all along, the only place besides Green Bay that made sense was Denver. But even in Denver, the division's loaded. Like, the Raiders are a solid team. They're they're going to compete for a playoff spot every year. Moving forward, at least, you would think, unless they decide to blow it up a car. The Chargers have Justin Herbert. They were competing for a playoff spot last year. And then you had the... You have the Chiefs and, and Mahomes. Like, a perennial... A team that was... In the AFC Championship game, again this year, they were in the Super Bowl two years in a row, and they were in the AFC Championship game the year before that. So four years in a row, they've made it to to the AFC Championship game at least. Um, so, like, that's a gauntlet of, of a division. Does Rodgers really want to leave Green Bay, where he's been the one seed the last two years, and where he's almost guaranteed to make the playoffs and win the division, because that division sucks, to go somewhere else? No, it never it never made sense. So looking at it, I was always like, they got to figure this out. Like, Rodgers has to stay. Um, and then Rodgers stays, and they tag Devontae Adams. And at that point, my, my future brother-in-law, who's a Broncos fan, I'm like sitting there, I'm wondering like what their move is going to be to the Broncos, for the Broncos to make, because right now they have a playoff team. Minus at quarterback. Quarterback has been the the deficient area since Peyton Manning retired, basically. Like, they just can't get it right. Um, and you kind of thought that Drew Locke was going to be the guy, but he never took those steps, which is shocking because he was going to be the number one quarterback taken uh, before his senior season started, and then he just fell off a cliff, became a third-round pick, and, and never materialized. Um, so you wanted to see what other domino was going to drop. And... Before the Broncos make the trade for Wilson, you heard that Washington had offered at least three ones for Russ, and Seattle turned it down. And at that point, when I when I heard that, I was like, "Well, I guess they're just not going to trade him because three ones like for Russ at thirty three is a lot to give up." So you get that, and then bam. Out of nowhere, Schefter drops Schefter drops the bomb that or Tom Pelissero drops the bomb that Russ is traded. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I couldn't believe it. I mean, it it's a good deal for both sides, in my opinion. Like, it's a lot of picks, and you give up Noah Fant, like one of your better offensive weapons, but the Broncos are like looking at the Broncos, they're a playoff team. Can they win the division? I don't know. Like, to me, I still have to give that respect to Andy Reid and the Chiefs because they've, they've done it consecutively so many times at this point. But, like, that's got to be the best division in football now because even looking at the Raiders, like, the Raiders were a playoff team last year. The Chargers were close to being a playoff team. They played that crazy Sunday night game. And then you have the Chiefs, obviously. The Broncos, like, I mean, I guess – like 10 and 7, maybe 11 and 6 wins that division, but it's going to be a gauntlet. Like those are 
eight series. Those are a series eight set of games if you're if you're in that division. So, um, should be fun to watch. Moving forward, and then today, we get the news, and my brother-in-law is a Colts fan. Um, so I have a future brother-in-law that's a Broncos fan, and then my brother-in-law is a Colts fan, and me and him have been going back and forth for weeks because you heard like you've heard the Colts, the Colts basically put it out there. They were like, yeah, we don't know what's going to happen with Wentz. And me and him have been texting. And it's like, I I said to him, I was like, it doesn't make sense. Like, I can't believe they would give up basically a first for Wentz and then look to trade him. And he's like, yeah, like, I don't know what the better option is for them. And I kept saying, like, I'm like, I'm saying to myself, there's no way they're going to trade him now. It just doesn't make sense. Like they gave up a first, for him and now you're just going to turn around and trade him like give him one more year like his year wasn't terrible he had a bad last game um he can't carry them offensively but they could do enough without him that that they can make that move um and i'm i'm looking around and i'm like well i don't know who's going to trade for him and like the the washington commanders whatever we want to call them now that's what they are the commanders they make this move and to me like as a Giants fan I'm like great like thank you you went and got another average quarterback so Alex Smith failed there uh they tried to like they tried to do the Fitz thing that didn't work out and then now they make this move for Wentz which just makes no sense to me like I'm sitting there looking at it going yeah like I'm not scared of this as a Giants fan and if I'm the Eagles or the Cowboys, I'm not scared of it either. Um, so I don't get the move. They give up a lot to get him. They're paying his salary, which is stupid. Like, so dumb. You know the Colts were desperate to get rid of him. Like, ask them to kick in and pay. They don't. And then the other big announcement that came out is Bobby Wagner's getting released. Like, the all-time Seahawk. Um, he's gone. And I guess... You know, it looks like they're rebuilding, basically. Although, there's early rumors that they they want to go get Watson. Um, so, I guess, you know, we're going to wait and see what happens with that. But, if I'm a team that's close, or if I'm the New York Jets, I'm calling the Seahawks... So if I'm a team that's close, I'm calling the Seahawks about Jamal Adams because they gave up two ones for him and they just paid him. And now it's a move that looks worse. But if you're a team that's close, a move for Adams makes sense. Now, I wouldn't give up a ton because he just got paid. But for the right team, he makes sense. And when I say the right team... You got to think about one of the top teams in the AFC. So I would be looking at like the Bengals are never going to make the move. The Chiefs aren't going to make the move because they're not even bringing back Tyra Matthew. Um, the Bills probably aren't going to make the move, but and it's not a Belichick kind of move. But I would be looking at one of those teams that made the playoffs last year, maybe even the Raiders, to go get Adams. Now, if I'm the Jets. I'm calling Seattle and asking about Lockett. 
I'm not asking about Metcalf because he hasn't gotten paid yet. He seems to be like their new face of the franchise guy. So for Metcalf, it's going to take a lot. But if I'm the Jets, I'm calling about Tyler Lockett. The guy catches all the passes. He gets a lot of yards. For the most part, he stays pretty healthy. He'd be a good weapon for Zach. So if I'm the Jets, that's the move I'm looking to make. And, you know, you're starting to hear things about, like, Amari Cooper, who the Cowboys have talked about releasing. So that means that they want to trade him. That would also be a move if I was the Jets I would look to make. But it sounds like the Patriots are going to be in on mm-hmm. on him, and so are the Dolphins. Um, so that should be interesting. And I'm still waiting to see what Joe Shane is going to do with the Giants cap. Because James Bradbury is, every day that ticks by, it seems like, it seems like there's going to be some sort of move around him, which is what I would say. Um, to me, I, I think that that makes the most sense. Um, he has the biggest cap number that they could get rid of. And then you're going to start to see these smaller moves around him. Um, Saquon's going to stay. The Giants owe him $7 million. It's all guaranteed, so they can't cut him. Even if they cut him, they're stuck with, with owing him the money. They could trade him, but it doesn't sound like there's a big market out there for him. So if I'm the Giants, I'm looking to, to hold tight on that. And that's, that's really it. I mean, we're in an exciting time of year as far as with the NFL goes. Baseball, I'm at this point. I'm I'm thinking like June first is probably when we're going to see them. NBA is getting ready to get into their exciting time of year, but for me, the most exciting time of the year is coming up March Madness, followed by the Masters. Um, I'm so excited for March Madness. It seems like it's wide open this year as far as teams that could win. Next week, we're going to talk. Once the bracket's out, I'm going to give you picks for round one. And then we'll start going. Th- we'll go through the bracket and see what we can muster up as far as what I can muster up as far as like champions. I'll take a look at um, at the odds to win and give you guys a couple picks as far as national champions go. Um, I think it's going to be an exciting tournament. I think you're going to see a lot of ups- upsets um, because we've seen it all year. There's no like. Gonzaga, great team, but they haven't done it before. Last year they got to the final, they got blown out. And everybody thought last year was their year. And they're pretty loaded this they're pretty loaded this year. But I don't know. I just I have a hard time believing that they could do it this year. So we're gonna see. I mean, there's some good teams out there. Um so so we'll see how that goes. Uh I'm definitely excited for March Madness. Watch Championship Weekend this weekend. Uh, it's going to be fun, fun next couple days. Whether you're watching, you know, Big East, ACC, Big Ten, SEC, um, even the Big Twelve, it should be fun. So, all right, guys, that's episode nine of J Five getting live. Like, subscribe, tell your friends, tell a friend to tell a friend. Follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at J O H N M U R A C H A N I A N. 
J5 out.